بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Continuing with our journey through the book Umdatul Fiqh, still with the chapters of Tahara, especially pertaining to Wudu. Uh, if you're here for the class, please try to come closer and sit uh, around the table if possible. Today we have the Bab al-Masih al-Khufayn, the chapter which is pertaining to the wiping of the Khufayn. Okay? Uh, why is this chapter mentioned after the chapter of Wudu? It's from the permissions pertaining to Wudu, to the Ruqsa of Wudu. <coughs> the Imam, he says, وَيَجُوزُ الْمَسْحُ عَلَى الْخُفَيْنِ it's permissible to make the mas'h wiping upon the khufayn. Khufayn is the jewel of the word khuf. And khuf doesn't mean kafir as some people use it in a derogatory term. They say this kuf, this kuf. No. It means a leather sock or a sock made of skin in the shape of a boot, okay? Which covers the ankle and above. Okay? A leather sock or from skin uh, covering the ankle and above. And uh, Imam Ibn Qudama in Al-Mughni, he mentions from Hassan al-Basri, Rahimullah Ta'ala, who said, حَدَّثَنِي سَبْعُونَ مِنْ أَسْحَابِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ سَلَّمْ أَنَّهُ مَسَهَا عَلَى خُفَيْهِ That 70 of the companions told me, Hassan al-Basri is saying, that the Prophet ﷺ made wiping upon his socks. So it's something which is well established in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. The Khawarij, they don't do masha on the socks. This is the uh, group which is deviant in Islam. And the Rafida, they don't wipe the socks, but they wipe the feet. So we have the Khawarij, they won't do masha on the socks. The Rafida from the extreme Shia, they don't uh, wipe the socks either, but they wipe their feet instead and say this suffices. The majority of the ulama pertaining to masha, they say it's better, the jumhur, the majority, they say it's better to wash your feet because they say that this is the asl. It's better to wash your feet because this is what Allah established as being the foundation in wudu. The Hanabil scholars, the Hanbali scholars, they say no. It's better for you to do the mas'ah. Why? Because they say the hadith collected by Imam Ahmed where the Prophet Sallallahu said, Inna Allah Ta'ala yuhibbu an yu'ta rukhasahu kama yakrahu an tu'ta ma'asiyatahu. That verily Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves that you take his permissions, his concessions, his rukhas. Like he dislikes or hates that you, that you fall into disobedience of him, okay? So it's something which is pleasing to Allah that you take his concessions. Imam ibn Taymiyyah, he said, rather the person does whatever is easy for him, depending upon your situation. If you're wearing socks, do it. If you're traveling and you find it easier, do it. If not, then don't put socks on just to wipe. He said, depending upon what, upon what is easier in your situation. And he quotes the hadith with the Prophet Sallallahu it was mentioned about him. مَا خُيِّرَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وسلم بَيْنَ الشَّيْئَيْنِ إِلَّا أَخْتَارَ أَيْسَرَهُمَا مَا لَمْ يَكُنْ فِيهِ إِثْمْ That the Prophet Sallallahu was never given two options except that he chose the easiest of them as long as there was no sin involved in that option. So the point Ibn Taymiyyah is saying is choose the easiest of the options, right? Um, the Imam, he says after that, uh, and similar to worship, uh, wiping on the khufayn is anything which is similar to it from socks, jawarib, or jawrab, okay, jawarib, the plural of socks. So anything which is made from a thick material, okay, wool or something of that nature, which is worn on the feet in the shape of a sock. And he mentions here some conditions. He mentions that it must be thick, Okay, safiqa, 
and he mentions that it must um, thick in the sense that it doesn't show the skin of your feet. Okay, you can't see through the sock. And also it must stay up by itself. Because if it doesn't stay up by itself, then it's not considered to be a sock. Okay, it's considered to be something else. So the hadith in Tirmidhi where it's narrated that the Prophet that the Prophet as mentioned in Tirmidhi, he wiped after making wudu on his socks, meaning the jawrab, not the leather socks, okay, the, the, the woolen socks or any other material, and also on the ni'alain, upon his slippers, the Prophet would also wipe. So if the slippers are the type that there is some type of mashaqqa, some type of difficulty in removing them, the ulama, they say that if it requires you to use your hands to remove the slippers, then those are the type of slippers that you can make mashah on top. But if it's something that you just need to touch with your foot and they come off, then you cannot make mashah on those socks because there's no difficulty there. Okay, this is to do with mashaqqa. Okay, Allah is giving you ease through this concession. So you can wipe on leather socks for sure. You can wipe on this jawrab, okay, uh, which we said are made from other materials as long as the skin cannot be seen and as long as the socks, sock stays up by itself. And also you can wipe on something like slippers like the Prophet ﷺ used to do as mentioned in the hadith in Tirmidhi. And we said those slippers which are a bit difficult to remove. The Imam, he mentions, And he mentions this jaramiq. Jaramiq is the plural of jarmuq. Jarmuq is something that is worn in some of the lands. It's like a sock or like a type of what we know in the West as leg warmers. Okay, it's something which comes up to your shin or it covers the, the foot and it's put on top of the sock. It's another type of thick sock, okay, in the form of maybe a boot. In any case, the Imam, he mentioned here that he says, That which covers the ankles as a condition. Why? Because al-badl lahu hukm al-mubadl. Okay, the, the replacement that you are using, which is the sock, has the same ruling as the thing which you are replacing. So the thing which you are replacing is the foot. You are washing the foot up to the ankle. Now you have a replacement, okay, which is the sock. That replacement should equate to what you are replacing. So it has, has to cover the ankle. So those people who wear socks, those fashionable socks which are under the ankles, that's well and good, wear them, but you cannot make mash upon them. Why? Because they do not cover the ankle, okay? So the ruling is you have to have the sock which covers the ankle. Al-badal lahu hukum al-mubdal. The replacement has the same ruling as that which is replacing. The Imam he mentions fi sughra. The wiping of the socks is allowed in taharat sughra in the small tahara. What does he mean by the small tahara? Huh? Wudu. Okay, not the big tahara, which is that which requires ghusl, the small tahara, because you have the hadith in Tirmidhi of Safwan ibn Asal where he said كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يأمرنا إذا كنا سفرا أو مسافرين ألا ننزئ خفافنا ثلاثة أيام ولياليهن إلا من جنابة ولكن من غاية وبول والنوم Safwan ibn Asal رضي الله عنه he said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to command us if we were traveling that we do not remove our socks okay for three nights in three days except from جنابة so in Janaba, there's no wiping of the sock. You have to remove it and you have to make the full ghusl. But he said in terms of going to the bathroom and in terms of sleeping, those things which break wudu, then we are allowed to wipe our socks on that. So like the Imam says, in the taharat al-sughra, in the small issues of purification, those issues which only require wudu, you can wipe your sock. Okay? When you need to make a ghusl, you have to remove the sock. 
The Imam, he says, يَوْمًا وَلَيْلًا لِلْمُقِيمِ وَثَلَاثٍ لِلْمُسَافِرٍ مِنَ الْحَدِثِ إِلَى مِثْلِهِ For a day and a night for the one who is a resident. This is the period of wiping that you allowed. For a day and a night for the one who is resident. For the traveler, he said, it's three nights and three days. Okay? مِنَ الْحَدِثِ And the time of the wiping will start from the time of hadith. The time you break your wudu. إِلَى مِثْلِهِ until the 24 hours has passed or the 72 hours has passed if you're a traveler, okay? So when does it start? From the time of hadith, the time you break your wudu. That is the time when the wiping uh, period starts, okay? Whether you wipe or you do not wipe. Because the Prophet wasallam said in the hadith, يَمْسَحُ الْمُسَافِرِ ثَلَاثَةَ أَيَّامِ وَلَيَّالِهِنَّ وَالْمُقِيمِ يَوْمًا وَلَيْلًا that the Musafir, he wipes for three days and three nights, and the one who is resident, he wipes for a day and a night. So the point in the hadith is that he mentioned wipe, okay? And they say that wiping only becomes permissible after you have broken your wudu. So that's when they start the time from, the time from breaking of your wudu. So if you break your wudu at Dhuhr time, when does the wiping finish for the one who is resident? It finishes the next Dhuhr, okay? Whether you wiped at Dhuhr or you didn't wipe at Dhuhr. Because it could be the case that you broke your wudu at Dhuhr time, right? And you're wearing socks. You're wearing socks at Dhuhr time, but you didn't wipe until Asr. Because you already prayed Dhuhr. So regardless of the case, it's not from Asr to Asr. It's from the time your wudu broke. That's when your time period starts, okay? Clear? Taib. But there is another opinion, and this was the opinion of the Jumhur, okay? This is the opinion of the Jumhur. Imam Ahmed, in one of his narrations, I mean, Imam Nawi, rahimahullah, may Allah have mercy upon them, they say, no, rather it's from the time of wiping, because the hadith mentions wiping clearly, okay? So their opinion is that it's not from the time of breaking your wudu, it's from the time you wiped. So you broke your wudu just after dhuhr, okay, at 10 past 12. Now, with the second opinion, Okay, of Imam Ahmed and Imam Nawi, you can start your wiping at Asr time, which gives you an extra three or four hours depending upon where you are living in the world. Tayyib. The Imam he mentions, That whenever the person has wiped, okay, and then the period finishes, or he takes off his socks before that period finishes. His wudu is now broken, okay? His wudu is now broken. His tahara is broken. What did the imam say? He said, whenever the time period finishes, automatically your wudu is broken, okay? Or if you take off your socks, your wudu is broken. Why? Because you've removed the replacement for the limb, okay? The replacement that was, gave you the rukhsa, gave you the permission, you removed it. That's why your wudu is broken in these two cases. Shaykh Uthaymin, he mentions, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his explanation of Zad al-Mustaqna, some interesting fiqh of another opinion. He says, rather, according to him and the scholars who agree with him, he said the wudu is not broken. He said, why? He said, look at this. He said, when you wipe on your hair, okay, and you go to the barber shop, and the barber removes your hair, does anyone say that you've broken your wudu? Nobody on the face of this earth will say you have broken your wudu, yet you wiped. He said, likewise for the sock. He said, your wudu is not broken just because your sock has been removed. As long as you are in a state of tahara, even though you removed your sock, according to Shaykh Uthameen and those who agree with him, your wudu still remains. But that imam, 
Okay, he said no, if, and the majority, they said no, if you remove your sock, then the wudu is broken. Tayyib? The Imam, he says, وَمَنْ مَسَحَ مُسَافِرًا ثُمَّ أَقَامْ أَوْ مُقِيمًا ثُمَّ سَافَرًا أَتَمَّ مَسْحَ مُقِيمًا And whoever wipes while he's a traveler, in a state of traveling, then he becomes a resident, okay? Or a person is a resident and then he travels, in both cases, they can only wipe for the duration of the one who was a resident. Again, the Imam, he says, whoever wipes whilst he was traveling, and then he reaches his residency, okay? Now, he cannot wipe any longer as a traveler. He only has the time frame of wiping from his last wipe as a, uh, as a resident, which is 24 hours from his last wipe. And also the opposite case. The case if somebody wipes while he's a resident, and then he goes to travel, he can only wipe for the duration from his last wipe as a resident, okay? In both cases. Why? Why is this the case? They say, uh, in the first case, in the first case where I said the person, if he wipes as a resident, and then he goes as a traveler, he can only wipe as a resident. This is ijma. Imam Ibn Mundir, he mentions in his book Al-Ijma that there's ijma on this, okay? There's a consensus of the ulama. This, the second part, okay, the majority of the ulama, they hold this opinion, right? That if the person wiped whilst muqim and then he became musafir, he can only wipe the duration of the resident. They say, as mentioned by Sheikh Hamad al-Hamad in his explanation of Zad al-Mustaqni, he says, Indana al-mani' wal-mubih, farajahna al-mani' ala al-mubih. He said that we have two situations here. We have that which is giving us permission, okay, to wipe, which is the traveler. And we have that which is not giving us permission to wipe as a traveler, which is being a resident in either of the two cases. So he said, in either of the two cases, the prohibition takes precedence over that which is permission. Okay? The mani', the prohibition takes uh, precedence over the mubih, over the permission, out of hadr, out of care, out of ihtiyat, uh, out of being more careful. Uh, so in any case, like the Imam he said, very simple, take it as a rule, that if you were resident and then you went to travel, your wiping is only from the uh, duration you would have as a resident. Likewise, if you were a traveler, then you became resident. From the last time you wiped, okay, you will count the 24 hours which is left for you from the last time you wiped, okay? In both cases, it's uh, the, the issues or the rulings of the resident take precedence. Imam Abu Hanifa and one of the opinions of Imam Ahmad, they say that in the second case, when the person, he's wiped in the beginning at home, but then he's become a traveler, Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah ta'ala, and one of Imam Ahmad's opinions, they said, no, you take the concession of a traveler. Why? Because now you became a traveler, and the whole point of wiping is raf al-haraj, or raf al-mushaqa, and al-musafir, is to lift the difficulty from the traveler, and you are now a traveler, so you can wipe, okay? But that imam and the majority, they hold this opinion, Imam Ahmed and Abu Hanifa, in one of the opinions of Imam Ahmed, they say you can wipe, طيب? The imam, he says, وَيَجُوزُ الْمَسْحَ عَلَى الْإِمَامَةِ And it's permissible for you, the imam says, to wipe upon the turban to wipe upon the turban. In the hadith narrated by Mughira ibn Shu'bah, collected by Imam Tirmidhi, he said, Tawadda Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa masaha ala al-khufayni wal-imama that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa made wudu and he wiped upon his socks and he wiped upon his turban. Okay, so the wiping upon the turban is allowed. 
the Imam, he will mention a condition. He said, The turban which is allowed for you to wipe is the one which has a tail. Okay? The one which has a tail. And in the next book, Zadul Mustaqna' is mentioned, Datul Muhannaka, that which is Muhannak, means that which is tied around the neck. Okay? Why do the Hanbali scholars mention this? They say because this was the thing which was Mu'tad, this was the custom in the time of the Arabs of the Prophet ﷺ, that they would have the, the turban which had a dhu'aba, a tail, or it be muhannaka, yani wrapped under the neck. Okay? So they said the wiping is only allowed upon these two types of turbans. Imam Ibn Taymiyyah he says, well, it's got nothing to do with the tail. He says, how does the tail make a difference to the turban? Okay, it doesn't, you know, relieve difficulty or increase difficulty in any way, right? So he said, rather, anything which is considered the turban, uh, as long as it doesn't have tashbih of the kuffar, as long as it's not resembling something which is specific to the wearing of the kuffar, then you are allowed to make mas'h wiping upon that type of turban, okay? But our imam, he says, that which has a tail is allowed for you to wipe, and other Hanbali scholars, they say that which is muhannaka, that which is wrapped under uh, the neck. The Imam, he gives a condition. He says, The turban should cover the whole of the head, except for that which is customarily the norm to be exposed. So if the brother is wearing a turban in his uh, culture, and he normally exposes this part of the hair, that's all well and good. He doesn't have to wipe upon that part of the head. Though the majority, they say, yes, you have to. Okay? But our Imam and those who agree with him, they say, no, you just wipe upon the turban. That suffices you. Even if part of your hair is being uncovered. Okay? All that you need to do is wipe over the, uh, the turban. Even if part of your hair has been exposed. The khimar, the one which the sisters wear. Okay? The piece of clothing which comes down over the head. Okay? If it's wrapped under the neck in a tight type of manner, then uh, Imam uh, in the Musannaf of Ibn Abi Shayba, he narrates in the Musannaf of Ibn Abi Shayba narrates that Um Salama radiyallahu anha, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that she used to wipe upon her khimar. So the khimar is also given the same ruling as the turban that you can wipe over the khimar. Okay, but the majority they say no. The majority say only. If this, the material is such that it will absorb the water, it will allow the water to go through to the hair. Okay, but the Hanbali scholars, they allow it if the khimar is something which is tied and there's some type of difficulty to remove it, mushaqqa. Okay? Um, the Imam, he says, And from the conditions of wiping upon the turban and the socks, that the person should wear this upon complete purity mean that you must have finished your wudu before you wear before you can wipe upon the turban or wipe upon the socks because in the hadith of uh, al-mughira ibn shu'ba al-bukhari he said kuntu ma'a nabi sallallahu al-bukhari he said i was with the prophet sallallahu in one of the journeys and I moved to remove the socks of the Prophet when he was making wudu for him to wash his feet. He said, leave them alone for verily I put them on whilst I was in a state of purity. So the evidence from the hadith, he said, I put them on whilst in a state of purity. That means you cannot wash one foot, put on one sock and then wipe. Then wash the other foot, put on one sock and then wipe. No, you have to have washed both feet first 
then you can put on your socks and wipe one and the next or both together as you wish. Okay, how is the wiping to be done? From the toes upwards, okay? From the toes upwards. And Ali radiallahu anhu, he mentions in the hadith, which is collected by Imam uh, Abi Dawood, he says, Lo He said, if the deen was based upon just our intelligence, the Prophet Ali radiallahu anhu said, if the religion was based solely upon intelligence, it would indicate to us that the wiping would be on the bottom of the sock rather than the top. But I saw the Prophet wipe upon the top of his socks. Okay, so the top of the sock is that which is wiped. And Imam Ahmed, he said, however you wipe the sock, it's fine. Whether you wipe it from the bottom to the top or the top to the bottom, the point is you should wipe it. But the best way is from the toes and upwards. But if you want to do it in a different manner, that's all well and good. One hand, two hands, one sock, two socks, it's all well and good. As long as they were put on after the completion of your purity, of your wudu. Tayyib, the Imam, he now says, وَيَجُوزُ الْمَسْحُ عَلَى الْجَبِيرَةِ it's permissible for you to wipe upon a cast or a bandage. A cast is something you wear to help you recover from that which is broken. Or a strong bandage if you have a serious type of uh, injury which doesn't allow you to uh, wipe or put water on it. So you have a bandage over that which is allowing you to heal. A bandage or a cast, it's allowed for you to wipe over that. Tayyib, he says, first and foremost, the wiping of the bandage and the cast doesn't have a time limit. Why? Why no time limit? Because you don't know how long your injury will take for you to heal. So, number two, it's not a condition for you to have this bandage on after you had been in a state of tahara. Why? You can't control when you're going to break when something goes wrong, right? So those two conditions are not there as they are with the other wiping. The conditions of having it on upon tahara or the conditions of time okay you can keep wiping as long as you need that bandage to be there the imam he mentions he said one of the conditions for being able to wipe upon the cast and the bandage that is required is that it should not go beyond the position of need so if you need a bandage for an injury which is upon your uh, forearm but the bandage goes all the way up to your bicep, the top of your bicep. He's telling us that this part needs to be removed because the permission is given to you only for that where the bandage is, where the actual injury is, okay? He said that part needs to be removed, okay? You can only wipe on the part which is actually broken or actually injured. So sometimes you have with the cast supporting bandage or supporting material. The Imam and those who agree with him they say, the majority, in fact, they say, no, you have to remove that. You have to remove that, okay? And if you cannot remove it, you have to wipe on the part which was uh, broken or injured after making wudu on the rest of your body. So you make wudu on the rest of your body, the part which is broken or injured, you wipe. And then for the part which is extra, which you cannot remove because it's a need, there you have to make tayammum for it. Three things, okay? First, you have to make wudu in the rest of your body. The part which is broken or injured, you wipe on it. Yes, yes, wiping in the sequence of the... So you're making the wudu, and when you come to this hand, you just wipe. Okay? 
but then the part which is left, the extra part, you feel you cannot remove it due to need, you need it. They said at the end of the wudu, you make tayammum to cover the part which was extra because you couldn't wash it, okay? This is their, uh, their statement on this. And this is the uh, opinion of the madhab. So tayammum at the end of your wudu, you just, uh, full tayammum, just touch, blow, wipe your face, just a wipe as we'll come to uh, in a bit, inshallah. A second opinion in the Hanbali Madhab is that no, you don't need to do that. All you need to do is to wipe because the point of the reason you've got the extra day is to help you with the actual cast itself, okay? So that is the second opinion in the Madhab. But our Imam, he says no. Our Imam, he says no, it needs to be removed. The extra part needs to be removed. If you cannot remove it, then you do what I mentioned to you. You make the wudu, you wipe, and then you make tayammum. The Imam, he says, Until the time when you have recovered. You can wipe until the time you have recovered, okay? And the man and the woman in these rulings are the same. In the rulings of what? Wiping from the sock to the turban to the bandage. No. Not the turban. Okay, why not the turban? Because he says, That the woman doesn't wipe upon the imama. Because the hadith in Bukhari where the Prophet said, uh, what's mentioned, That the Prophet cursed those men who imitate women and cursed those women who imitate men. So the wiping of the turbans customarily in the Arab tradition was only for the men. Therefore, the women don't have the rukhsa to wear a turban and to wipe on it. So the turban is an exception, okay? According to Imam, that you cannot wipe uh, upon the turban. In, in the other situations, the wiping of the things which are broken or injured or in the socks, the woman has the same rulings as the men. Because the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith in Ahmad, Al-Nisa'u shiqa'iqu rijal that the women are the twin halves of the men, okay? And the ruling in the Sharia is that, uh, that the women and the men, they have the same rules unless there is something to show that this is separate for the men or specific for the women, okay? Otherwise, the rulings are the same for both the men and the women, okay? With that, we come to the end of the chapter of wudu and the next chapter will be that those things which break the wudu